when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right. Are we started? Right, John, to start a podcast. This is the start of podcast. Right, before we go any further, right, quick fire oh, memory man. The memory man is back. You haven't done it for ages. So, right, Bob, do you remember how many appearances... Hey, calm down. Do, 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 do you remember how many appearances Ralph Courts made for Orient in 1979-1980? Quickly, do Some, you remember? 79-80, Ralph Courts, comb over. Yes, I do. Get in there. Nice one. Take that. I thought I'd catch you out with that quick No, no, fire. no. Bam, 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 bam. It's all there and very easily accessed. Superb. Whistles, Andy. What about them? Right. Well, this is the uh, what Wiki would say. An ancient tool or instrument originally made from carved wood or bone. Jesus Christ. Used yeah. by the ancient Greeks to keep stroke of the galley slaves when they were rowing. So that's like a nice bit of, like, makes you admin. feel historical, doesn't it? Historical admin. Used in the Crusades. Yeah. Specifically to give signals to the archers. That's the bow and arrow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was the Radio 4 have you bought soap your ki- opera. Have you bought your kid, um, uh, ever bought your, ki- your son a weapon, like a gun or a bow and arrow? Or... Well, a toy one, yeah. yeah. Not, not a legitimate, you know, a lethal one, yeah. Well, don't you think that's like a gateway to Yeah. All right, you want, him to, you want him to be a shooter, do you? I want him to keep his options open. Well, yeah, I suppose that's weapons are about extending your options. At the we end don't the day, know where we're going to be five years down the line. It could be, you know... You know, death or glory for and all your of son us. will say, "Well, I like. I don't know if this helps, but why Dad bought as a bought as a bow and arrow when I was a nipper, so I've got some basic skills." Yeah, and I put this pea shooter in me sock, and he'll become like a leader of the resistance. He will be, yeah. So, so anyway, that's whistles. Now, foot, <laughs> bringing it over to football, Andrew. Yeah, prior to 1880, yeah, mm-hmm. and the invention of the pea whistle. Yeah. Right, um, that was introduced at a match between Notts Forest Chef United, eighteen eighty. Right. Do you know what the referee used to do before then, Andy? Did he whistle with his fingers in his mouth? No. Did he use um did he have a conch? No. Oh, oh. He used Can I keep guessing? He used a hanky. He waved a hanky. Did he? So in those matches Cheeky prior to, monkey. Yeah, to eighteen eighty, he'd have been waving a hanky about. Right. It's all a bit Larry Grayson, isn't it? Out on the pitch. Yeah, sort of. Around, this I watched a documentary about Larry Grayson the other week. Do you like? Do you like to watch it? Did you enjoy it was, watching? It was all right. I like. I like watching stuff like that about the past. You do live in the past. Though, I do. Don't yeah. You? So I mean, it, it worries me because I, you know, I'm an old f- fucker. Yeah, Andrew, and I do try not to to dwell on the past. I try to have a more futuristic. Do you look. consider yourself to be a mod? No, but you know, when I go to the Middlesbrough matches, I'm mm-hmm. always gobsmacked that around me in the South Stand, yeah. there's quite a high percentage. I'd say like one in thirty yeah. of the youngins between about eighteen and thirty have got mod haircuts. Have they? That might be a Middlesbrough thing then. Well, I think it's uh, sort of you always think of it as a Manchester. Well, it's thing, it's but... odd because the mods 
mod stands for modernists, doesn't it? Does it? Originally it did. I thought it was the Ministry of Defence, Andrew, but there you go. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that then. I ain't got oh, anyway, so, that. right. Carry on with did your you, whistle lecture. Did you know that the the, the P whistle also revolutionised the <laughs> police force? Don't fucking laugh at me, Andy. I'm trying to, like... You, I thought you liked the past. Well, I do, but... Yeah, so, but you probably knew this, but I didn't. Before they got the P whistle in mm-hmm. 1880, invented in Brum, mm-hmm. right, they used to use a rattle. Coppers? Yeah. Did they? To alert criminality or whatever. Right. So, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Stan, domestic, Denmark Street. Right. You know... Okay. I'm just saying, and I thought it was and interesting. What happened when the when the coppers started using whistles? What is the correlation between the time when coppers started using whistles and referees started using? Well, because I wasn't really paying attention. To yeah, the dates. and if you had, you see, it would have been so much more. There's a whole that what it says. Alan Brazil's been in this seat at Can the moment. Tell? At the moment on Talksport, I've been given it. I don't know if you've noticed. During Alan Brazil's show, I can, of course, I can't know whether it's his seat or his or the co-presenter's seat. Right. But they've got a squeaky seat. Is your squeaky? No. Well, it's not. But then at the same time, this isn't the studio that they do the Alan Brazil oh, right. show. All right. Can the, I just say? So the correlation is identical. 1880 referees were given whistles. Yeah. 1880 only in London in the first instance. Right. The police were given whistles. Did you use a rattle when you were a kid at football matches? Um. Or are you I, a bit I, too young? No, I did have one. I don't know, I can't remember if it was made for me or if it was handed down from a family member. I did have one briefly. It's very heavy, though. Quite very heavy. heavy. But you could paint the little flappy sticks. Red, yeah. We'd both do red and white, wouldn't we? Yeah. Did you have one? Yeah. Used to enjoy it. And, pe- you know, like, in the end, um, they'd almost stop working because there are a number of times you painted different stuff on, you know, Burra, yeah. John Icton, <laughs> or what, you know what I mean? They Any- wouldn't let you in with one now, would they? Anyway, It would be considered a weapon. It would be. I mean, it would be a vicious weapon, especially mm. if it was made from an oak. I might get one from my kid. Flash lad's got an oak rattle. For the reckoning. My favourite whistles, Andrew, are the steam whistle that you might hear on trains. Would you agree that that's a pleasant whistle? It's a nice whistle, yeah. An everyday example of the steam whistle, of course, is the one on your kettle. Yep. <laughs> Why are you not? I, I can't believe you've been. It's of no I'm, interest to I'm, you whatsoever. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say in response to this whistle lecture. Now, Andrew, unintended whistles can occur when you get wind blowing off telephone lines. Yeah. Yeah. You've ever heard that one? Yep. You can also get a very interesting whistle with an idling circular saw. Can you? As it, you know, like... As it comes to rest. Yeah. I didn't and know that. my favourite unintended uh, whistle is when a catheter is removed from the male Johnson. And what a surprise that is. So I was really ill. You, you, you probably, I don't know that you've ever noticed I, that. I think I vaguely remember you saying something about so that I was a on while a ago. Yeah. catheter for t- two weeks or whatever. Right. And then... You re- the catheter's removed, and then a certain amount of time later you fancy a, your first wee, but yeah. there's a whole load of air in your pipes. Right. Right? So you take out your Johnson, yeah. do that muscle squeezy thing, yeah. and out of the end of your um, Terence... A little whistle. A little whistle. An unintended whistle. So I'd like people, maybe to as they're going about their everyday life this week, Listen out for unintended whistles. Right. Or are they going to report back with their findings? Yeah, if you want to. If they want to. You really don't have to. All right. 
Andrew, um, do you want me to go straight into... Do you know this... I can't do with the podcast next week, man. I don't care. Kidder, son. Right. Jaw. What are you doing next week, like? I've got... I'm filming. Are you? Yeah, I'm filming. Would I die for you? Would I lie, <laughs> would I lie to you? You're on that again? I'm on that again. Um, I'm filming Big Night Out. Blimey. All sorts of stuff. I'm such... What's it like to be famous? What does I it feel like? Know. You are. I'm, I'm not... I, I've seen fame at close quarters and I know what it means it means you can't go to KFC queue up you can't go about your business can you, you do those things I do everything that any old Borough Doyle does do you and I don't get bothered but then I've seen I've been in the company of people where nah, their life's well blighted I don't know Shaka Khan Shaka Khan no she seemed to be alright she was quite anonymous Robert Peston Peston's probably like me. People probably glance and say, think to themselves, I think I know that fella, but oh, I saw maybe Peston, I don't. I saw Peston getting off a train once at King's Cross. And yeah. I just thought, fucking hell, oh, Jesus, because he was, he was all limbs and, and, and sort of... Is he tall? He's fairly tall, yeah. A lot of those, news, lot of those news reader types are really tall, you know, like Jon Snow and people like that. They're yeah. fucking massive. Do you think that's what makes them become news readers? They feel as though they've got a story to tell. They feel as though they need to impart... News to the, the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, maybe they think that. Yeah, they're brought up to think they're the, important. A town crier's tall. No, they seem to be more cuddly they're and quite rotund, squat, don't aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Because they're you see they don't. Well, they're not giving original information out, are they? They're just they're just like. Well, then is Robert conduit. Peston giving original information? Yeah. He would say he is. I reckon through a filter. He, yeah, he through would a say mental he is. filter. Yeah, yeah I don't understand any of this, Andrew. I would. I, what do you fancy about? Um, would you like? I want this week. I can't do one next week. Oh, right? you were saying yeah. So when we get to about thirty minutes today, yeah. Shall we like just stop and we can do a part two and then stick it out next week. podcast next okay. week? Okay, I'm all right with um, that. Excuse me, coming down again. Christ. Eh? Nothing. Eh? I've got a couple of things talk, talking about imparting information. Can I just quickly mention a couple of things? Yeah. This is a section I want to call a couple of things that people might not know that I feel they should know. Oh. First one, right? Did you know the Hamburg manager is called Christian Tits? True. True. Absolutely 100% true. So you're kind of like a little bit of a rude Chris Evans at the moment, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? He's, I think... so, he's occasionally saucy. You're just being rude. I think if we were to count up the number of times each of us has tried to get some kind of comedic currency out of using the word tits on this podcast, it wouldn't be me walking off with the gold medal, Bob. Okay. So anyway, Hamburg manager called Christian Tits. He's doing well, so I really want to see um, uh, an English club take a chance on him because it, it would just be fucking chaos. It would it? be nice, that, wouldn't it? Christian Tits yeah. managing him. Christian Tits, red and white army. It should manage at Sunderland, shouldn't he? He should be the next Who do you want at Sunderland? Christian Tits. Who do you want at Sunderland that hasn't There's got any... a rude name? Um, ooh, do you want you Mick? Know what? Do you know what? I'd love to see Kevin Phillips have a go. If we're going to talk about football properly now. I'd I mean, it Kevin might be Phillips nice to get that out of the Sunderland fan system. Yeah. For, for better or for worse. It might work, it might not, but, you know, it would be a magic carpet ride, wouldn't it? Have you ever seen Ryan Giggs's team talk that's on YouTube? No. Which is used as the explanation as to why he never gets any jobs? <laughs> no. Oh, Who filmed man. that then? It's absolutely rotten. Um, it's 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 just dead. It's like the team talk was being given by, I don't know, like the Pillsbury doorman, <laughs> um, but not physically. It's just anyway. I've got a funny feeling Stephen Gerrard might not be a superb motivator. No, I, I do worry. It's that thing of great players not managing. I wonder, well, isn't it? Brian Robson was another one. Wasn't well, it? he took us up to the. <laughs> Uh, premiership in his first season 
So think about that, lad. The second thing that I've got that people might not know that I feel they should know, it's a bit more widely known, this one, Steve Wright, the Radio 2 DJ. Yeah. There was a time a few years ago when Steve Wright's car was pretty much the exact width of his garage and the only way he could get in and out of the car was through the boot. And that's true, is it? That's absolutely true. You can look it up on, on the Google. There's pictures of him clambering out of his boot. It was when he was particularly hefty as well. Yeah. Which isn't funny. Yeah. Because I'm not Why did you say it then? Because it, it's, the, it's the fact that his car just fit Yeah, because you garage. thought that would be a more comical image if we conjure up a fat bloke. Yeah, of course it is. E, honestly. The, um, have <laughs> that's you, the end of the things. Have you ever lived in your car? No, not yet. Have you ever slept in your car overnight because the wife threw you out? No. I slept in my car on New Year's Eve once because there was nowhere else to sleep. Well, what was wrong with your home? Um, I wasn't at my home. It was parked outside my mate's house. So, Andy, there's always somewhere else to sleep? Not as comfortable as the car. Really? Yeah. So you're saying your car's more comfortable than, say, EJ, a Premier Inn? Or... <laughs> well, how are you going to get a Premier Inn at, like, two in the morning on New Year's Day? Well, I suppose, not, I suppose you could go into reception and ask if they've got a room. The two options. I was pissed I was going to get there. The two options was a floor or my car. If you had to choose between sleeping on a floor or in your car. And where, where did you sleep? Did you put the front seat back or did you lie across the back seat? Yep. Which one? The first one. You put your front seat back? Yep. Yeah. I'm quite in the pr- passenger seat so I didn't get tangled up in the steering wheel. Nice. You can't get arrested if you're not sitting in the, in the driver's seat. Well, that's it. Yeah. Even if you're smoking crack cocaine. If you're drunk. You're smoking crack cocaine and you're counting gold bullion. Yeah. They can't question you if you're in the passenger seat. Nah. I did not know that, Andrew. Bulletproof. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Bob. Just not an update, you know, what's been going on, like, you know. I'm still at home waiting to find out what's happening with my job, like, you know, after the trouble with the phone, I say. So, this morning, you know, I went outside and I stood on my front lawn to have a good old long stare at my house, yeah. I was particularly drawn to a wire that was sticking out on my front wall, about ten foot up, you know. Only a couple of inches long at the wire, I thought. I reckon it was probably from, like, a security light, or maybe a burglar alarm, 
a slightly more outlandish explanation might be a neon sign, but the house has never been used for commercial purposes, so I doubt it. Dog dead. Talking of commercial purposes, you know, that made me think if I was going to open a shop, it would be a chicken wrap shop. I love chicken wraps, man. I would be willing to sell other fillings, maybe tuna, maybe bacon, pork, maybe even a veggie version, you know, with hummus. But mainly chicken, man. only lovely, lovely, lumpy chicken, not that fucking sliced nonsense. I would probably, you know, have all the extras displayed in them tin trays, like in Subway, you know, so people could, like, build their own wrap. I would get up nice and early whilst wife was asleep, you know, and then go to the shop and start preparing the ingredients in my own little kitchen. My own little kitchen. No one to tell me where to put stuff or which cupboards I can use, you know. Then I would nip back home and make the wife her eggs, like, you know, tidy up, over around, then back to the shop where I reckon there would be a great big long queue for Peter's chicken wraps. I would call it That's a Wrap, which is a play on words borrowed from the movie industry. <laughs> Roddy O'Sullivan is my favourite actor. No, hold on, he's a snooker player, isn't he? <laughs> Well, just as I was thinking about that's a wrap, you know, the front door open, man. it's the white room. Hello, love. Don't fucking hello me, you fucking dial. What, you stood in the middle of the lawn like a fucking gnome for, you little creep? I'm sorry I'm stood on the grass, love. I am particularly sorry that I stood centrally on the I was just having a nice stare, you know, at the front of the house. Get inside, you useless bastard, and knock me up a nice spud omelette and a very fucking dark cup of tea. So, I do the wife her omelette, like, and I take it up to her bedroom, and she tucks in. What's the main fucking criteria for a perfect omelette, Peter? Well, it should have a nice crispy edges and the middle should be fluffy. The middle should be fluffy? Is your mind fucking bent? It should be very fucking fluffy. Sorry, love. Is that one okay? Yeah, it's just about fluffy enough. So what were you staring at when I caught you like? I'm looking like this little wire sticking out the wall, you know. I wondered if it had previously been attached to a burglar alarm or maybe a security light. You know, it was very interesting thinking about it. Well, that's not a fucking mystery. You should have asked me, you fucking Doyle. It was from a CCTV camera. Mm -hmm. 
should we get the VCTV camera loves? <laughs> Come here, Peter. Sit on the end of the bed. Right, am I in trouble, love? Just fucking do it, you shit shovel. So I do sit on the bed like. Peter, you're a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a CCTV camera on that outside wall? I would love it, you know. I could stare at it and then record myself staring at it to watch later, you know, in the spare room. Okay. After you've washed up and over round, you can pop down fucking maplins and get yourself a CCTV rig. Ah, thanks, love. You really are very kind to me. So I'm pretty happy, Bob, and um, I'm sat here in the spare room watching footage of me staring at me. You know, it's like a a parallel world where I'm not in any bother. (laughs) Anyway, mate, I better go now, but I'll tell you a couple of jokes from my joke book. You know, it's nice cheering up, nice and cheery jokes. I've got some jokes like... The them ones you know where someone walks into a bar. Just bear with me, I'll open up my book. Here we go, let's see if they're any good this week. They weren't very good last week, were they? <laughs> so, a penguin walks into a bar and goes to the counter and asks the bartender, Have you seen my brother? And the bartender says, I don't know. What do they look like? <laughs> Two men <laughs> walk into a bar. You just thought at least one of them would have ducked. <laughs> a pair of jump leads went into a bar and asked for a drink. The bartender said, okay, but I don't want you starting anything in here. <laughs> now, this one is my favourite. A guy walks into a bar and finds a horse serving the drinks. The horse asks, what are you staring at? Haven't you ever seen a, a horse tending the bar before? And the fellow says, it's not that. I just never thought the parrot would have sold the place. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think I'll leave the jokes there. One Peter Beardley, there's only one Peter Beardley, one Peter Beardley. Think to you then, Bob. So there's Peter, his jokes were... I mean, they're all right, weren't they? They're not bad. Does he write them himself, do you think, or does he just get them off the internet? I think he goes on internet, yeah. But he still he chooses the ones he likes, so you get a bit of... Yeah, a bit of variety. You get a bit of variety <sighs> there. What's behind the door? Yes or no? Yes, yes or, or no? no? What's behind the door? I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Three things behind the door, Bob. Okay. As if you go in and have a look, or if you wouldn't. Number one, a cat. But it's a bastard. Okay. 
Would you go? No. Really? Scared of it? Not scared of cats, but if he's a bastard. I like cats, what are wankers. Do you not think you could like, tame it? No, I'm not Change interested it. in it. You're not a cat whisperer. Well, you know, you'd have enticed me a bit there because we could find out, but mm. I stand here today, not a cat, cat whisperer, mm. so I'm going to reject enough. it. Fair enough. Number two, British Telecom. All of it. <sighs> Admin, wires, the lot. Employees, vans. Everything. Full <laughs> um, organisation. Whoa, no. Oh, you'd go in and just to see, you'd seen it. Yeah, but if it's behind the door, it's just be like a lump, like just, uh, be, what, when they do a scrap dealers, just, do a car into a lump. Just have a peek there, at least you no, can see No, I don't want to look it. at it. You know. Bilk, um, shit-faced, he's holding his hat on with an elastic chin strap and he's booting his fanny pack around the room. Well, yeah, he's got, what's on a chin strap? He's got his hat. Yeah. We've got an elasticated chin strap to hold it on. Okay. Because it usually falls off when he's shit-faced. <sighs> I'll go just for the sake of accuracy and to see his hat. And right. I want just to see how much it, the little chin strap digs in. Okay. I'd right. like to see One that. One out of yeah. three. I'm happy with that if you are. Okay. So have you been watching much telly, Andrew? You made me watch something, Bob. Oh, I made you, you forced watch me to Precinct watch something. Seven Five, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, on the Netflix. Um, you like about it? The olden days, isn't it? It's about what is it? The eighties or something? Uh, late seventies. Uh, yeah, eighties. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah. I think when it all ended up in, yeah. in court and that um, corrupt cops in New York. Yeah, it's What's superb, though, love? isn't it? It is. I haven't got to the end yet. All right. Well, but then you know we're not going to give any spoilers out here anyway. Are no we? spoilers. I mean, the thing is, and and the is you can't help thinking of Goodfellas when you watch it, can you? The pace of exactly. it and the story and everything. And the final act felt very Goodfellas esque. Well, I thought you of, said you hadn't finished it. Well, I got about half an hour from the end. It, I oh, could well, see which way it was going with the introduction it of just gets massive better. amounts of cocaine. Oh, well, it just gets better. You know my test that they've got to keep getting better. And up, 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 up. What a story, Into though. the movie Sky. Did you have a favourite bit in it? Um, I, I liked the first appearance of the um, drug lord. Adam Diaz. Yeah. Yes, that's what I've got <laughs> written down here as well as best bit. And he likes um, Julio Iglesias and Brian Adams. Yeah, yeah, but he, he has a hell of a sound system he to pump his it car out. He it out so he can play it while he drives around. <laughs> well, that's a big Athletic Mint's uh, recommendation. It's double thumbs it? up, I reckon. I was wondering how we can possibly turn this podcast into some kind of major narcotic dealing organisation. It's going to be tricky. In the same way that Adam Diaz did with his shops. With his with his hi-fi shops, oh yeah, the grocery shops. The grocery Diaz. shops, yeah. Oh, and the, with the metal door at the back. Yeah, I'm not giving too much away. There, well, I, I think you should shut up because it. Re- Do you know? What? I felt I felt like vindicated afterwards. You know, I watch too much telly. Yeah. But occasionally a show comes along, and I felt wow, that were worth watching. So that's Precinct I've, Seven Five. I've got a lot of time for New York in the late seventies and early eighties yeah, when it was it, just chaos. It was a shit It's the first time I ever went. I was scared. Stiff. Power cuts, rubble. Yeah. Luton. Well, Luton. Luting. Andy, rubble I find quite benign, to be honest. You know, a, lump, a pile of rubble. Don't bother oh, me. He's just but the first copper I saw in New York when the first time I went there, which would be late 70s, had a Mohican. Wow. And I orig- and, but, you know, that's quite striking if you've come from... Um, from Middlesbrough. So that's a bit... It's called Precinct 75, or sometimes it's called, it's called the, the, the 75. 75. Yeah, and it's on and Netflix. It's on Netflix, it's on your iStore, and I noticed it's on YouTube. 
Oh, cheeky. So cheeky, isn't it? So if you haven't got the Netflix, you can get it on that. Right. Uh, another thing I watched, Andrew, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I should have mentioned it to you, was the Rachel, Rachel, the Rachel divide about that woman, Rachel, who pretended to be black. Oh, yeah, that's out, is it? I, I read that that was happening, but I haven't yeah. seen that it's been released. I'm, How did you feel about that? I'm sad to report, Andrew, that um, it's a weak one. Is it? It's a weak one. For, if you wanted to have a glance, if you're a Netflix subscriber... You, you get everything you need from it in about the first eight minutes. I think her story's quite thin, isn't it? It's really thin, yeah. Yeah, okay. She pretended to be black, she got caught out. And that's it. Um, here's a show that I want us all, everyone to watch before right. the next podcast. I know nothing about it, but this is how it is um, explained on uh, Netflix or wherever else. Yeah. I think it's Netflix, might be Amazon. It's called Charged. Right. Right. And this is the description at the top, yeah? A chef went for a hike in Montana and was shocked with 2,400 volts of electricity when he touched a dead bear. Cool. He lost an arm, ribs, muscle mass and nearly his life. But more important than what he lost is what he found. Mm. Mm. I wonder if he sort of teamed w- up with the bear and they fight crime together now. Yeah. I don't know, Andy, I haven't seen it, but wouldn't it be nice if, like, instead of that being, I don't know what you call it, like, just frou-frou, what he found. Yeah. I presume it's going to be like he found out what was important in life. And yeah. that. If no, you won't believe what he found. He found 10,000 kilos of cocaine yeah. and became the richest man. <laughs> but it won't be. Well, but, he found a dead bear, didn't he? But so it's well, not that, is it? Because we know that. you fancy watching it, Andy, I'm going to. All and right. The, uh, we'll, we'll do, what was it called again? It's called just Charged. Charged. Yeah. So there you are. <laughs> Oh, Andy, so I don't know if you know, like, right? What? Um, but Adam, Adam Liliana, yep. the Liverpool player, has been over in South Africa. Has he now? Yes, he's been getting um, treatment for his hamstring injury from my, the world's greatest rehab facility. And do you have some kind of information about what happened got, to him when he was exactly there in South Africa? Yep. Uncanny. You know, he actually, funny enough, he actually, isn't this interesting, Andrew? He actually got the injury when he was using his leg to point at an electricity substation <laughs> that was making an irritating hum. Okay. Yeah? It's an interesting thing to be irritated by, isn't it, Andy? Isn't was it, it a hum or a whistle? A hum. Mm. Um, it's... The rehab facility is at a place called Greenpoint and they specialise in biokinetics, <clears throat> which is special exercises, right? right, and drugs that repair muscle. Now, did you notice then, Andy, I used the word rehab facility? <clears throat> I've got to admit I didn't. You didn't. Is it crucial? Yes, I noticed that you didn't. <laughs> well, no, it's just that it makes it sound a bit like secret and Ooh. futuristic, doesn't it? Ooh, yeah. Rehab facility. Mm. So that's that's given this story quite a big kick, hasn't it? A bit of gravitas yeah. already, yeah. Anyway, it's supervising doctors called Tony... Uh, I don't know if... It's, I've got Palladium, <laughs> but it's... I don't know quite how you say it. And him and Adam, Andrew, they got on like a house on fire. Right. Right, Tony's like a real alpha male. Oh, yeah, like you me. Know. Oh, well, I was just going to say, just like me, and you freaking came in there like... That's Mr. an alpha male for you, mate. Mr. Scissors. So, Tony, I'm South African... All right, Adam, you bitch. We hit the graft. Don't fart on me, and I won't tod on your panties. Ha 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 So, you know, he's that kind of bloke, you know what I mean? Alpha male, yeah, yeah. one of them. So Adam says, I oh, like you very much already, I do. We should go and have a fart on some cider later on. In fact, I fucking insist. 
Tony says, you're a gem, mate. You're a gem. Omitted your hotel. This is going to be a great rehab. And they slap each other a bit, you know, like that's fun, isn't it? Yeah. For fellas and that. So it's just in fun. They slap each other. Well, the treatment's really scientific, Andrew. You know, Andrew, you know, like there's a special like pad attached to his thigh, special insoles put in his trainers right. that makes a vibration buzzer sound if he's not walking exactly how he should be. Yeah? yeah. It's got an ankle bracelet thing that monitors blood flow, step rate, heart rate, location right. where he is, his blood sugar, the fucking lot. Ooh. Right. Tony puts the gear on Adam and he, Tony says oh now where you are what you doing how you moving the whole gamut you little bitch don't ever take the bracelet off or you'll fuck up the treatment I'll tell you what Brew your leg complexion is off the scale beautiful towns what's your secret or you apply Sizzly that's the brand Sizzly Sage and Ginger Contouring Oil every evening and twice a day I rub in Evolve Satin Leg Gloss. It's non-greasy and adds a lovely sparkly sheen. They look yummy, mate. I thought you Liverpool lads used the Nivea range. What's his accent? <laughs> Adam Lallana. Oi, 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 oi. No, I wouldn't <laughs> touch that shit with my todding pole. Anyway, that even, so that, you know, they're getting on with all the banter and that. And that evening Adam's having a stroll around looking for a nice mustard V-neck jumper to tie around his neck. That would look nice, wouldn't it, in Cape Town? Would lovely, yeah. Um, and he stops this bloke and asks him, he says, excuse me, Humphrey, do you know where there's a shop that sells luxury high-end cashmere sweaters? Well, this bloke tells him he does. Um, asks Adam to follow him. Oh, aye, aye. Well, if I was there, Andrew, I would have intervened. But... Yeah. So... He follows him and they slip off the main road and cut round the back of a multi-storey car park. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting place to cut, cut round, isn't it? The car park. Can be. <laughs> so, hey, multi-storey, Andrew. That's a really nice way of indicating that a building's on several levels, isn't it? It is. Multi-storey. Yeah. Um, suddenly. Is that relevant? Suddenly, Andrew. Yeah. The bloke pulls out a machete. Take your trousers! Sorry. Take your trousers off and start feeding them into your anus, you slept bastard. <laughs> well, what can he do, Andy? He's got a machete at his throat. So he takes his trousers off and has to take the ankle bracelet off to do it. The man says, Fester, feed the left leg in first. Now put this tiny clown hat on and sing Fog on the Tine, the Gaza version, and keep fucking feeding. Well, he gets the left leg in, but then he turns to the man and says, Look, pal, there ain't room for a pair of 30-inch waist Hugo Boss skinny chinos up my arse. It's like trying to get a corn cob up a mouse's jacksy. Man says, OK, have it your way, you bitch! And the man swings his machete back, ready to slice. Right. It's a big, sharp weapon. Just as he does so, bang! He's smacked across the back of his head Shit. with a prosthetic limb. It's Tony from the rehab. Facility. Yeah, I knew you're in trouble. Soon as I lost the signal from your gizmo, Adam, I fucking love you, Tony. Would he really have made me feed all of the chinos into my anus? Ah, you bet, mate. Last week a bloke was forced to put a Parker and a pair of Timberlands up there. Gangbangers, you gotta fucking love them. Now should we go and get that drink, you bitch? Oh, I reckon. 
In fact, I fucking insist. Hey. And off they went to, to get the drink. A happy ending. Phew. Some peril, some danger, some chinos. Ima- imagine if he'd missed the World Cup because oh, of that. Oh, yeah. Just from cutting through round the back of a car park. That's what can happen. <laughs> right, that's it for this first episode, and we're going to be back next week. Well, yeah, let's continue it next week. All right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.